Hello, we are Climate Exchange, a new podcast brought to you by Climate Change Leadership. I'm Alice, I am Uppsala for the year, however I study at the University of Edinburgh and I do human geography. Hi, I'm Maddie. I study environmental science at the University of East Anglia. Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm from Canada and I study geography and environment and sustainability at the University of British Columbia. We're all currently on exchange at Uppsala University in Sweden and we're taking a course called Climate Change Leadership through the CMIS department. The department is completely student-led so it's a great way to get involved with other students with similar interests and get a conversation going about climate change. Talking of conversation, this podcast is meant to open up the conversation because it's us just talking about our views on current climate change issues. This episode in particular is talking about our successes and failures regarding our personal weight and hopefully it'll sort of give you some hints and tips and make you feel engaged. So what we'll start to talk about now is what we find hard to do in terms of waste and I know that this is very relevant for students because we live by ourselves we're quite independent and how do you go about trying to reduce food waste and things like packaging in a student environment we'll start with saying what we find quite challenging when it comes to waste one thing that came up a lot was packaging waste in general before we started recording this podcast Alice was unwrapping her lunch was wrapped in cling film and that just brings us on to the point of just convenience is very difficult to be low waste unless you're super super well organised and planning ahead, which I feel like we've all definitely tried this term. I've seen us all with our pack lunches and stuff, looking like ultimate dorks, but I feel like if you're not planned beforehand, then it's very hard to be low waste because you'd pick up a chocolate bar or like a snack or a sandwich or something and it's covered in plastic. So that's definitely been something I struggle with. And on the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I don't want to cook something, so I just pick something up and yeah, it's covered in plastic. <laughs> Um, Speaking of the chocolate bars and all that, I notice when I go shopping, almost everything has plastic on it or plastic attached to it. If it's a fruit sticker attached to the fruit or broccoli wrapped in cling film Mm -hmm. or even like cucumber, which has a skin on the true (laughs) anyway. Yeah. And it's just really hard to separate or purchase anything that doesn't have plastic in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in Sweden particularly. I was quite impressed by how they they offer paper bags for fruit and veg instead of they obviously do offer plastic bags as well which I try not to use but they also have paper bags which looks after the produce just as well and you know it's, it's much better for the environment. So now I've either not used any plastic bags when buying fruit and veg or I've used paper bags which I think is so worthwhile. I think people also think that if you don't put your produce in like a plastic bag it'll be all dirty but at the end of the day you're taking it home and washing it anyways so it's not really making that big of a difference what's gonna happen to it between the supermarket and your front door like no it's not gonna (laughs) get dropped it's fine Um, and I am definitely guilty of using plastic wrap or cling film for those British users yeah I am guilty of using that because it's just so easy but then I am also trying to use like reusable pet lunch boxes mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just about ease and I am guilty of thinking yeah. I'll just stick plastic wrap on it yeah, but if I- you reuse that wrap then it's not as bad I would yeah. say. 
And definitely I'm trying to like cut down on my food waste by freezing stuff and like making a big batch and putting it into portions. But it's like, what do I put the portions in? Because I don't have that number of Tupperware. So it just goes in bags and I'm like, oh God, this is just just as bad. So yeah, it's really tricky to, I guess you've just got to be organized, which I'm not. So And also I've seen in my kitchen, my communal kitchen, that a lot of people in terms of recycling and Nicole said a point before about you know oftentimes packaging has lots of different materials so plastic metal paper and then you have to decide like where do they go in the recycling bin and that's quite difficult and a lot of people don't bother trying to like separate it so taking the lid off the milk carton for example they just kind of stick it all in the black waste bin or you know they put it in the cardboard section even though it's got a plastic thing on it and I've heard you know that that can really disrupt recycling I think if people put a little bit more time into when they're discarding waste it would do so much good yeah definitely and I have very much the same because I don't particularly know my flatmates so I don't want to come across really preachy and be like, you're not separating your waste right, blah, blah, blah. So it, it's kind of hard to strike a balance with not wanting to be super preachy, but also wanting them to recycle a bit better. Because currently everything goes in one bin, just nothing separated, which breaks my heart a little bit, but not to the point where I'd <laughs> rummage around and separate it. But yeah, it's, it's tricky. I think sometimes I do go to that extreme of rummaging. I mean, oh, it's not, wow. I mean, it's not like I kind of go through the, the waste. She loves but, it. In, <laughs> but in my kitchen, someone put a full roast chicken into the food waste, covered a in a full oh. roast chicken into it with metal foil around it and in the oh compost bin and I just gosh. thought that's it I'm taking this out I'm <laughs> take taking this out, out. <laughs> and then underneath that I saw a broccoli wrapped in a full broccoli wrapped in like plastic wrap and I just thought you've put that in the compost you're obviously not a stupid person come on now you can see that we need to recycle this and it's just it's just laziness and I think that it is a bit extreme going through going through the bins, but if you can see it on the top, I don't think it's too extreme. And I just and I did actually write a passive aggressive note on that particular occasion because wow. you know there's only so much that that you can ignore before you have to say, <laughs> I am an environmental student <laughs> and this needs to be changed. Wow, Alice! Wow, <laughs> I know. I definitely don't go to those extremes, but there have been times when I'm like taking out the trash and I see plastic bottles or beer cans and I just like pick them up and fun fact in Sweden you can give them to a return station and you get one krona back and that goes towards your grocery shop so why not yeah it's true and I see people every day with their bin bags collecting all the cans Mm -hmm. and the tins and the bottles and it is such a good way of doing it when I got to Sweden I was so confused I was like why are the people asking me for my empty like bottle of cider and then I asked them and they were like yeah we you know we get money back for this and it helps the environment and it's so true and there is no waste I feel there is no waste in Sweden on the streets Mm -hmm. in terms of after nights out everything is clean so it also helps 
you know, people are getting money, plus they're helping the environment. If they do it for that or not, it doesn't matter, it still helps. And, you know, it looks clean. Sweden's streets look really great and clean, and it's just such a good way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was up super early um, getting a train. I think it was like 5am or something. And it was after one of the big student nights out, and there was a guy, like, cycling from bin to bin, like, reaching in, getting all the plastic bottles that, like drunk people or whatever I'd put in there I was like wow that's so cool (laughs) that would never happen in the UK but yeah it's true and even if we did do something similar like in the UK Mm -hmm. you know the UK is all about festivals imagine if they had people who could make a living or money from just picking up all the waste and like they have like volunteer like you know they pick waste up like that but people can actually make money from it and they would do it voluntarily and it's such an easy way of doing it Mm -hmm. and there are there is so much there's a lot of day drinking that goes on in the UK and a lot of waste <laughs> especially from when that. the sun's out yeah. exactly the sun's out now and I think everyone's day drinking if they yeah. can so it would make a big difference yeah I touched on it before trying to freeze stuff but just it's probably my fault because I just don't plan ahead what I'm gonna eat each day so I'll batch cook something and then I end up not really wanting like the same curry five days in a row yeah, and then I like, I'll be like, oh, that fruit looks delicious, forget about it, and then it's in the waste. So, yeah, it's really tricky to try and, like, you see all the zero-waste bloggers, and they've literally got a jar of stuff, and that's all their waste, but, no, it's tricky. But if you can compost it, then that's better than nothing, I guess. But Yeah, and I'm totally the same. In terms of waste, I do have to say that I still buy plastic bottles when I'm traveling and it's and it's quite bad because it's just not much space for me to like take a big reusable bottle but there's still really no excuse for it I still buy bottles and I'm using one right now (laughs) and I'm trying to justify it by saying I've been using it for like at least a couple of weeks and I do yeah judgment (laughs) and you know it's also the same that I also feel quite guilty about if I forget to not use like single use plastic straws and like it's such an easy yeah. thing just to just say no when it's handed over at the bar yeah but, and then yeah. they always put and I got really angry I went to Copenhagen a couple of weeks ago and I asked for no straw in my drink and he mixed the drink with a straw oh my after God. I said no straw please mix the drink with a straw and put it in the bin and I just thought no. why there's obviously reason I don't want a straw like you just I don't know if he just did it on purpose or just like because yeah. he was trying to help like, me, but habit, I was just, yeah. yeah, out of habit, it must be because he must mix all the drinks with a straw yeah. and it was a vodka Coke. And I was like, do you know how you could have just that? Mm-hmm. And it was just such a waste for me because I was really trying to be good. Yeah, and I have pictures in the UK, they expect it to be for multiple people. So I put about seven straws in there. Obviously, it's just for yourself. So <laughs> it just feels really wasteful. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just thinking back to times where there's literally like seven straws in one drink. And I'm like, that's so bad. So I just need to, obviously, if you're out, then <laughs> refusing straws probably isn't the top of your list. But once you're in the habit of it, do you know what I mean? Like, it's quite easy to just, for it to be a reflex. And you don't need a straw. Mm-hmm. If it, for example, it's a nice coffee and, like, the only way you can get to it is a straw, then you tend not to be drunk in those situations. Yeah. So you can bring an, your own straw with you, like mm-hmm. a reusable straw or, like, a, a stainless straw. steel straw. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you are drinking, then you tend not to need yeah. plastic straws with like a glass of Coke or something. Yeah, completely. So it's quite easy in that sense. You just have to get a 
you know, get the habit started, which I think being in Sweden really helps because everyone's kind of like-minded in that Mm -hmm. sense. I think Sweden's a lot better for not using as many straws because I guess the takeaway culture with all the drinks and everything, you don't really see a lot of people going down the street with a plastic cup filled with their iced coffee in their hand and a plastic straw and even one of the local fast food places, Max. They don't give you straws if you ask for a takeaway, but they will give you like a cup and it's your own conscious decision to kind of pick up that straw or not. And they also have recycling at Max as well. They have the cups in one section and then the paper in another and then the straws in another. And I just think even a takeaway that doesn't gain anything from doing that, they just choose to do it normally, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just part of their routine. Yeah. And you don't really see McDonald's with that. You see McDonald's with a big drawer, like a big uh, bin, and you just open it and stick your whole tray in. And it's just, it's so much easier to just have kind of a separate section. So shall we move on? Yes. yes. Okay, so the next section we thought we would talk about is what we're doing personally, kind of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to change in our own lives in order to reduce our personal waste and try to become better. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully I'll give you some tips or you'll be like, yeah, I do that too. So. so, for example, in Sweden, I came to Sweden in the first week of August and I got here and I said, I went to the kitchen, communal kitchen, which I share with 12 people. And I said, why is the seven or eight different bins tiny bins with little bags I said where's the there's not one bin there's like seven and I was so confused and I asked someone who'd been there already I said so what's going on with this then and he said this is Sweden and you've got to recycle absolutely everything you can't just have a black bin it's it's really frowned upon so everyone just gets in a routine of putting everything in recycling and just we have seven different bins like we have it all labeled out and then downstairs is the bin room and it all has each separate bins for everything and I said I was like how am I going to get used to this like I just stick everything in the in the bin like at home my mum says Alice put your things in the green bin like cores of apples and even then I was like "Mm, I can't be bothered like can't be bothered going to the green bin I'll just stick it in the black bin and here you don't even have that Mm -hmm. you don't have two bins you have like seven different ones yeah and even in university buildings as well yeah they're Mm -hmm. all in like drawers and they have a picture on the front of what you need to put in so it's not even like in communal spaces there's one bin Mm -hmm. there's loads and also like even in town like in Uppsala town there are multiple recycling bins. And there are, of course, there's black bins as well, but they're really not as common Mm -hmm. as you might think. I think it's really really handy too that they have all their bins labeled for recycling because I feel like that's a big thing. People are like, oh, I don't know what to recycle or how to recycle, but it's all clearly, especially in the corridors, on the bin so that you know exactly where to put everything and personally, in my corridor, all of our recycling bins are bigger than our small trash cans. So it's really nice to see that. And it's also about accessibility, I guess. I live in Edinburgh and I was so annoyed to find out that the closest green bin to me was probably about a 10 minute walk away. 
on the street and they had black bins on every street and they had no option to even have like a council green bin there was nothing I had to walk about 10 minutes to take the food waste and compost to the green bin and it was just such a joke and I said how can they get away with this so the capital of Scotland Mm. and they're still so backward how can they expect any other Scottish towns or cities to follow in the good footsteps of them because literally nothing and then I came to Sweden it was like the polar opposite it was so good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I remember when I visited there I had something I needed to recycle and I was with one of my friends who was on exchange there and I was like oh like where's the recycling bin all I see is this like black garbage bin she's oh we don't really have that here and I was that's a shame like I'm just gonna hold on to this until (laughs) I find a bin where I can recycle it then it's really bad and you definitely have to go out of your way like we'd have a general waste and a recycling bin but that would be it there's no option for compost I honestly don't even know where I'd take compost in Norwich or in Leeds to be honest because we have like a garden bin but you're not allowed to put food in that so they've just made it so easy for people in Sweden that then it becomes ingrained and just natural but when you're having to like consciously make the effort and plan where you're going to put your rubbish like no one does that like that's so hard and once it's in people's everyday habits then that's it they Mm -hmm. don't think about it they do it every day multiple times a day it's just part of their everyday routine Mm -hmm. and that's an easy way to make small changes yeah I definitely feel like that's happened once they introduced the 5p bag tax in the UK Everyone started break. not everyone, but the majority of people, it's just like, oh, grab your keys, grab your phone, grab your bag when you go into the supermarket. So it can become ingrained in culture, do you know what I mean? It's not because British people are against it. It's just because it hasn't become ingrained in culture yet. Um, So I do hold out hope, actually, because Theresa May's recently introduced, like, the 25-year plan and stuff. And there's definitely an anti-plastic movement going on with straws and single-use plastic. So I do hold out hope for the UK, fingers crossed. But, um, yeah, we're definitely a long way off Sweden with it just being ingrained in practice. I think a small policy change can make such a big difference. Like, I read that it was a 95% decrease in the use of plastic bags in the UK Mm -hmm. after three months or something. Yeah. and it's just ridiculous it is true how like if it's in personal habits you just do it normally or if there's a monetary incentive people Definitely. aren't going to keep buying yeah. plastic bags unlimited amount if they have to pay for them mm-hmm. and it's just I guess it's our selfish mindset but it's also a great thing to do yeah. to add something of a monetary value to environmental policy I've definitely seen stuff where she was considering putting tax on takeaway containers and that sort of thing and also you can get money off with a coffee shop if you bring your own cup I think that should be introduced everywhere now I've started using a reusable water bottle I don't think twice so I guess the same would be for coffee I don't buy coffee because I'm cheap but <laughs> <laughs> I always get coffee and I always try to like sit in which is makes it a bit better but at the same time I always do feel a bit of an embarrassment actually to take my own cup because I always think oh you know they're gonna think that this cup isn't the size of their cup and they're gonna think I'm trying trying to get more for my money and how can I ask them about this without it Mm -hmm. seeming like you know I'm such a loser or something like that and it is kind of sad because it stops me from doing that and I will sit in and have my coffee Mm -hmm. but if I want to take away then you know you tend to just have to go with it because 
of personal your thoughts behind it I mm-hmm. guess it's just engraved in me that they're gonna think I'm yeah. yeah but if it became commonplace then so many more people would do it because like they'd see their friends doing it and it would be the responsible thing to do but true yeah. I do think in Edinburgh specifically there's a company called Keep Cup and it's oh, yeah. really like mm-hmm. a really big company in the UK now. And all of the University of Edinburgh cafes sell keep cups and they oh, all no give way. like That's a discount yeah. if you take it in and you use it. Now I know most people in Edinburgh who study there have one and it's just you get money off. Their the staff are totally used to putting it in the keep cup. So it's not you feel a kind of pressure, mm-hmm. you know, if you take it into someone new. Yes. And I think that if other places enforce that it would make it so much easier yeah Yeah. definitely I think it's sad that there's such a stigma around like using your own cups and Tupperware and everything when you're going to places back home at UBC we had these Tupperware containers that they gave everyone in first year residence because you have to eat from a food hall and if you got your food in that Tupperware then you'd get like five cents off I think and that's not a lot but it adds up if Mm -hmm. you're eating every Every meal every day and I saw like a lot of people using that program, which is really nice. And also at the Starbucks, I believe, or most Starbucks, because that's a big thing in Canada compared to here in Sweden. <laughs> and, <laughs> don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you bring your own cup, which is sad because it's their cup, so you can't bring like oh, really? your own different that's kind of sneaky. cup. But if you yeah. buy one of their own mugs or tumblers or that, you also get a discount with that yeah. and they'll fill it up there. And it doesn't matter like what size you get they'll fill it up accordingly because yeah that's super cool I feel like honestly every cafe should do that that makes me mad so I guess what we could talk about is kind of fast fashion a little bit maybe because mm-hmm. clothes waste is a massive issue and you know we've all learned about the amount of clothes waste that ends up in landfill mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, I think we've spoken about recycling we've done food I think the next thing is clothes. So (laughs) what do you guys think about like H&M and cheap clothes and reusable clothes and stuff like that? I'm honestly as guilty as anyone, Um, (laughs) particularly online delivery because it's just so easy and you're like, I have nothing to wear and it comes in all that plastic. And then like you'll wear it a few times, but not that much. But no, it was really bad when I was back home recently because I needed to clear out my wardrobe because it was overflowing and just stuff from when I was about 12. And so I put a big charity shop pile. My mum was like, I haven't even seen some of these t-shirts. Have you even worn them? And I was honestly, some of them I've barely worn. So yeah, it's really bad. But with having less money this year, um, I haven't actually bought that much stuff. And whilst I'm wearing the same clothes day in, day out, I feel like it's definitely better because I just don't have loads of random clothes that I'm not wearing. Some of them are looking a bit tired now. I think I should definitely be investing in more long wearing stuff rather than just Primark shoes that are going to die in about a week. So yeah. yeah, and I definitely think that investing in money, putting the money into clothes that you can have 10 years is worth it. Because I was speaking to my friend the other day and he said that He buys a pair of Levi's as his jeans. And I said, oh, isn't that quite expensive? He says, but they last me 10 years. If I pay £50 for a pair of jeans and they last me 10 years, imagine how much money I'm saving instead of getting like a £20 pair every two years. Yeah, that just go weird colours in the wash, get holes in them. Because honestly, even Topshop jeans, which are like 40 quid, 
black ones you you know they yeah. were like a weird red color and I just couldn't wear them anymore I was thinking of re-dyeing them but that was like a whole nother story I definitely think investing in clothes it's like painful when you're handing over the money but if you know you're gonna get your wear out of it then I think that's definitely the best thing I think also as exchange students, it's going to create a lot of waste at the end of the year when we're Mm -hmm. all moving out because we all came with so little, but then we either bought or brought more over. Mm -hmm. And when we're all leaving, there's going to be so much that is left behind. And I know personally, I brought stuff that was, oh, this is getting old. Maybe I'll just dump it or donate it or something at the end of the year because I won't have space for it. And I do think... It's quite, I find it quite hard to find places to to donate my clothes here in Uppsala. Mm -hmm. And that's mental because like in the UK, there are so many charity shops. Every high street has a charity shop per three shops. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. And there's tons of textile recycling as well. Mm -hmm. And that is great about the UK. And here, they don't really have many charity shops. And they have a second hand shop, but that's not for charity. So I don't really feel comfortable giving Mm -hmm. them my clothes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm know I've got to be realistic and I can't take everything Mm -hmm. home and I can try and sell things and give them away but where can we find a place to donate our clothes to charity yeah Yeah. I feel like I've looked in the vlogs to chat I've looked I've asked Mm -hmm. around so if anyone has any suggestions (laughs) let us know please (laughs) I think something that our course coordinator Layla organized was like an Ipsala clothes swap and I think that was really helpful it probably will end up being a dump by the end of the year if one was to happen because everyone's moving out but there have been a couple that have happened throughout the year and a lot of clothes were exchanged and swapped and then I think the leftovers were made in textiles at another workshop which I think is really cool Mm -hmm. yeah last semester I did a project with sustainable development project management and communication and our project was all about fast fashion and it was called sloth solutions or sloth fashion as we like to call it and it was basically exactly that a workshop teaching people what to do with their old clothes what their old textiles and we did so many different ideas we taught people the basic stitch which they can use to fix their clothes we taught people how to make sweater beanies so using an old jumper and making a hat which was great for the winter months we taught people how to make their own tote bag for shopping and I still use mine every single week we did about four or five workshops and used a lot of Layla's textiles actually because she had so many but it just it just shows you that you know you don't have to chuck things out straight away my friends kind of joke about me because I'm always trying to sew up my clothes before <laughs> I get rid of them. I started embroidery the other day, which they found quite hilarious. But you know, it's relaxing and it's fun, yeah, and it might be a bit. Yeah, it might be a bit lame, but you know, you got to make yeah, the most of your clothes. Seems, that would never even cross my mind to like make a bag. That's super cool. I should have gone to that. And then your things are personalized, and when someone asks, "Oh, where'd you get it?" Be like, "I made, I made it myself." It. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's super cool. Going from like clothes to toiletries, Nicole did a project last term on toiletries, but I think it was kind of inspired by that. I was just using, and also by cost, I was just using body wash in like bottle, which I just kind of always done. But I was, why am I using like a plastic bottle when I don't need to and going through one once every two weeks when I can just use soap that's in a cardboard box and it's dove so it's nice and moisturizer and it's just super convenient and traveling it's super small. Also because of cost, I've stopped using face wash because I'm a nighttime showerer 
And I don't really wear that much makeup, so I just kind of wash it in the shower, which probably isn't the best for my skin. But it's just saved me money and not having to use cotton rounds every day. I just feel like I've definitely tried to limit my plastic and single use in cosmetic. And I definitely like looked into <laughs> zero waste shampoos and stuff, but I feel like that's a step too far at the moment. <laughs> but they were honestly such easy swaps that weren't even a difficult thing to do. I just adapted straight away. I don't in any way miss body washes. So yeah. And it's not hard for students yeah. to do that. Literally, it was it's so a, easy. a couple of things. Splurge on a reusable bottle, try yeah. and get I just a asked straw. the one for Christmas in yeah. my stocking and I got a reusable bottle and now I use it every day mm -hmm. so especially with soap I've been using soap bars like all my life and I didn't really mm -hmm. think anything of it but since we're on exchange and we travel which is <laughs> good but bad <laughs> for the environment you realize that you wouldn't bring your bar of soap oh, in I your do now <laughs> I'm such a skank <laughs> that's good though but I find myself like getting body wash to put in those little containers mm -hmm. instead of the bar of soap because it takes up more space than what I need necessary. But just using soap bars, there's also the swap is shampoo bars that people use. Oh, really? cool. Yeah, places like Lush and all that. They have, this is from my project last semester, <laughs> by the way. They have this thing called naked packaging where you can basically buy almost everything in the store without packaging whatsoever. And to avoid that plastic waste, they have bars that are like shampoo and conditioner. I personally haven't tried them out yet, but I think it'd be really interesting to give it a go. And again, paper bags. In Lush, they only mm -hmm. ever use paper bags. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. so good and it works exactly the same. Yeah. So when you in the supermarkets, try and use the paper bags if you can for mm -hmm. the fresh produce. Because yeah. you don't need a plastic bag. It doesn't keep it any fresher. Like I've, Yeah. I always thought all oh, plastic bags keep it fresh, but no, if you put it in the fridge, mushrooms or something, you put yeah. it in the fridge in a paper bag, it stays fresh just as long. And if you have a fruit bowl, back home, they have, my family have a fruit bowl, and literally it'll take three minutes to unpackage all of the apples, all of the bananas, blah, 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 all of the oranges, just to put them in a bowl, so it's not even stored in the plastic in the first place, on no sense, but... Yeah, and I definitely yeah. feel comfortable in Sweden, literally just putting the fruit and veg in my basket and then putting it yeah. on the mm -hmm. conveyor belt because mm -hmm. they just pick up like three onions mm -hmm. and if you put it together they just chuck the three onions on the weigher and it's just exactly the same mm -hmm. as in a plastic bag whereas in the UK they'll be like oh you know that's a bit grotty yeah but it's not because an onion get a bag. <laughs> yeah an onion has its own yeah. projection yeah. like skin. yeah you're not gonna eat that outer <laughs> layer you peel it off exactly <laughs> so it's just yeah. we can do little things to make it easier mm -hmm. and you know, going on to homemade gifts is so important. Instead of buying tons of cards or, you know, buying presents for every birthday, you can make something which is so much more worthwhile. Mm -hmm. If you have something you like to do, like painting, you can paint a card. Or, you know, if you like bake embroidery, a bake yeah. a cake, yeah. exactly. People, people Honestly, love food. love that you've, like, <laughs> yeah. spent time making. One of my friends is like, oh, my God, do you, like, iced my name on cake? That's so cute. You've honestly spent time. and Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's really nice. It's so much more meaningful yeah. and people really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And it's cheap, cheaper as well. And yeah. it's just great. And you can share it with your family and your friends. Mm -hmm. And also, once they kind of... I know that I kind of paint my family cards and stuff. And then when I don't, they're like, have you not painted me a card? And I'm like, oh, but it just, it does take quite a lot of time. They're like, you know. Am I not I'd, Yeah, I'd like a card next time, please. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it is good, you know, if you spend 
five or six hours on a painting for someone yeah. it's going to be appreciated so, so much more than yeah. going to the shops and spending 20 pound on painting by someone else exactly yeah. yeah exactly or a print from someone else or anything yeah. like yeah. that it's just so much more meaningful and mm-hmm. um, using like gift bags because everyone secretly cuts off the label and recycles the gift bag gives it to <laughs> someone else because they're so expensive instead of using wrapping paper to be fair my grandma does fold the wrapping paper and reuse it and I'm like wow, oh, wow. <laughs> bless her I've definitely <laughs> reused tissue sneaky. paper tissue paper yeah just put it in a bag shove it in a bag it's much easier <laughs> exactly yeah. or you know a really crafty way of doing it is wrapping it in old like brown paper or oh, yeah. Using newspaper mm-hmm. and like string, like you can really make something yeah. that's so pretty, Super and then it looks yeah. yeah. <laughs> so artsy, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, this looks so nice!" And you're like, "Oh, it's recycled paper." <laughs> <laughs> Just the random paper that your dad's got, but you know. And they're like, "Where's my paper?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I just used it to wrap up someone's present." <laughs> that is true. I think that comes to the end of our. Our yeah. first podcast. Yeah. We so hope you we, enjoyed it. Yeah, we've had fun doing it. Yeah. We've had fun. eased into it a little bit. Yeah. It was so awkward we were at the start. <laughs> so nervous. But now I think it feels a lot more natural. Because mm-hmm. it is just a conversation. Yeah. We don't feel the need to do a debate or mm-hmm. even an interview. Like, it's more important for students, I think, to engage with other students. Because mm-hmm. you're so, like, influenced by what your friends do. And, like, we have these discussions anyway. Probably not 36 minutes of discussions. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we, we do like, all we the time. about our flatmates and recycling in the and UK. small that things sort of thing. that you yeah. can do. And then you get ideas mm-hmm. from someone. And it yeah. just really works quite well. Definitely. So, yeah, that's been our podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening.